tortured, despised, marooned, fed to beasts in the Colosseum. Against all odds, Christianity was built on the backs of men who gave everything because they dared to believe that a man rose from the dead. These are their words. Welcome to Fathers of the Faith. I'm your host, Jared Fraser. Join us as we read some of the earliest writings of the Christian faith from the men known as the early Church Fathers. Let's begin. The Epistle of Ignatius to the Magnesians Ignatius, who was also called Theophorus, to the Church blessed in the grace of God the Father, in Jesus Christ our Savior, in whom I salute the Church which is at Magnesia, near the Moandar, and wish it abundance of happiness in God the Father and in Jesus Christ. Having been informed of your godly love, so well ordered, I rejoiced greatly and determined to commune with you in the faith of Jesus Christ. For as one who has been thought worthy of the most honorable of all names, in those bonds which I bear about, I commend the churches, in which I pray for a union both of the flesh and spirit of Jesus Christ, the constant source of all life, and of faith and love, to which nothing is to be preferred, but especially of Jesus and the Father, in whom, if we endure all the assaults of the prince of this world and escape them, we shall enjoy God. Since then I have had the privilege of seeing you, through Damus, your most worthy bishop, and through your worthy presbyters, Bessus and Apollonius, and through my fellow servant, the deacon Sotio, whose friendship may I ever enjoy, inasmuch as he is subject to the bishop as to the grace of God and to the presbytery as to the law of Jesus Christ, I now write to you. Now it becomes you also not to treat your bishop too familiarly on account of his youth, but to yield him all reverence, having respect to the power of God the Father, as I have known even holy presbyters do, not judging rashly from the manifest youthful appearance of their bishop, but as being themselves prudent in God, submitting to him, or rather not to him, but to the Father of Jesus Christ, the bishop of us all. It is therefore fitting that you should, after no hypocritical fashion, obey your bishop in honor of him who has wired us so to do, since he that does not deceive since he that does not so deceives not by such conduct the bishop that is visible, but seeks to mock him that is invisible. And all such conduct has reference not to man, but to God who knows all secrets. It is fitting then, not only to be called Christians, but to be so in reality, as some indeed give one the title of bishop, but do all things without him. Now such persons seem to me to be not possessed of a good conscience, saying they are not steadfastly gathered together according to the commandment. Seeing then all things have an end, these two things are simultaneously set before us, death and life, and everyone shall go unto his own place. For as there are two kinds of coins, the one of God, the other of the world, and each of these has its special character stamped upon it, so it is also here. The unbelieving are of this world, but the believing have in love the character of God the Father by Jesus Christ, by whom, if we are not in readiness to die into his passion, his life is not in us. Since therefore I have in the persons before mentioned beheld the whole multitude of you in faith and love, I exhort you to study to do all things with a divine harmony, 
while your bishop presides in the place of God, and your presbyters in the place of the assembly of the apostles, along with your deacons, who are most dear to me, and entrusted with the ministry of Jesus Christ, who was with the Father before the beginning of time, and in the end was revealed. Do you all, then, imitating the same divine conduct, pay respect to one another, and let no one look upon your neighbor after the flesh? But do you continually love each other in Jesus Christ? Let nothing exist among you that may divide you, but be united with your bishop and those that preside over you as a type and evidence of your immortality. As therefore the Lord did nothing without the Father, being united to him, neither by himself nor by the apostles, so neither do you anything without the bishop and presbyters. Neither endeavor that anything appear reasonable and proper to yourselves apart, but being come together into the same place, let there be one prayer, one supplication, one mind, one hope, in love and in joy undefiled. There is one Jesus Christ, than whom nothing is more excellent. Do therefore all run together, as into one temple of God, as to one altar, as to one Jesus Christ, who came forth from out one Father, and is with, and has gone to one. Be not deceived with strange doctrines, then, nor with old fables which are unprofitable. For if we still live according to the Jewish law, we acknowledge that we have not received grace. For the divinest prophets lived according to Jesus Christ. On this account also they were persecuted, being inspired by his grace to fully convince the unbelieving that there is one God who has manifested himself by Jesus Christ his Son, who is his eternal word, not proceeding forth from silence, and who in all things pleased him that sent him. If, therefore, those who were brought up in the ancient order of things have come to the possession of a new hope, no longer observing the Sabbath, but living in the observance of the Lord's day, on which also our life has sprung up again by him and by his death, whom some deny, by which mystery we have obtained faith and therefore endure, that we may be found the disciples of Jesus Christ, our only master, how shall we be able to live apart from him whom, whose disciples the prophets themselves and the Spirit did wait for him as their teacher. And therefore he whom they rightly waited for, being come, raised them from the dead. Let us not, therefore, be insensible to his kindness. For were he to reward us according to our works, we should cease to be. Therefore, having become his disciples, let us learn to live according to the principles of Christianity. For whosoever is called by any other name besides this is not of God. Lay aside, therefore, the evil, the old, the sour leaven, and be ye changed into the new leaven, which is Jesus Christ. Be salted in him, lest anyone among you should be corrupted, since by your savor you shall be convicted. It is absurd to profess press Jesus Christ and to Judaize. For Christianity did not embrace Judaism, but Judaism embraced Christianity, that so every tongue which believes might be gathered together to God. These things I address to you, my beloved, not that I know any of you to be in such a state, but as less than any of you, I desire to guard you beforehand, that you fall not upon the, book, the hooks of vain doctrine, but that you attain to full assurance in regard to the birth and passion and resurrection which took place in the time of the government of Pontius Pilate being truly and certainly accomplished by Jesus Christ, who is our hope, from which may no one of you ever be turned aside. 
May I enjoy you in all respects, if indeed I be worthy. For though I am bound, I am not worthy to be compared to any of you that are at liberty. I know that you are not puffed up, for you have Jesus Christ in yourselves. And all the more when I commend you. I know that you cherish modesty of spirit, as it is written, the righteous man in his own accuser. Study, therefore, to be established in the doctrine of the Lord and the apostles, that so all things whatsoever you do may prosper both in the flesh and spirit, in love and faith, in the Son, in the Father, in the Spirit, in the beginning and in the end, with your most admirable bishop and with the well-compacted spiritual crown of your presbytery and the deacons who are according to God. Be you subject to the bishop and to one another as Jesus Christ to the Father, according to the flesh, and the apostles to Christ, and to the Father, and to the Spirit. So there may be a union, both fleshly and spiritual. Knowing, as I do, that you are full of God, I have but briefly exhorted you. Be mindful of me in your prayers, that I may attain to God, and of the church which is in Syria, whence I am not worthy to derive my name. For I stand in need of your united prayer in God, and your love, that the church which is in Syria may be deemed worthy of being refreshed by your church. The Ephesians from Smyrna, whence I also write to you, who are here for the glory of God, as you also are, who have in all things refreshed me, salute you, along with Polycarp, the bishop of the Smyrnaeans. The rest of the churches, in honor of Jesus Christ, also salute you. Fare you well in the harmony of God, you who have obtained the inseparable Spirit, who is Jesus Christ. Amen.